All right, gentlemen, episode 14. 14. So I, I was doing some research about uh, how to grow your YouTube channel. Okay. And uh, somebody, this guy I watch, his channel, he said you have to you have to get about 35 videos up Okay. to see growth. I'm like, I want 16, 15, something like that. <laughs> We'll I thought you were going to say, put some, put some steam down and water it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, just a reminder, we are on iTunes, on the Three Star Recruits. We're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts, but yeah. I can't watch us and you want to listen, iTunes is probably the easiest. Yeah, iTunes is the biggest one in my eyes. Yeah, it's probably the easiest to listen. So Three Star Recruits on iTunes uh, for the audio version. So we'll start out with a Jordan documentary. Uh I'm already getting sad. There's only two more episodes yeah, of this. I know. I agree with that. So before we get too deep into this, I received a text from a listener, a uh, very, very, very loyal listener. And he expressed his uh, frustration with you. With me. Yeah. He oh. said, uh, I almost quit listening when the guys say he didn't own Jordans and thought they were ugly. <laughs> Do you want to provide the people with an update? So, first of all, I will stand by my statement that other than the Jordan 1s, <laughs> I believe they're all ugly. <laughs> I will stand by that statement. This person's a avid, avid Jordan collector. He's got shoes, or at least he did. He's got Jordans that they've retro twice since he's bought them. Okay. So, not to age myself, he's been collecting them since we were in high school, so... Um, however, last night to mysterious listener, I did order my first pair of Jordans online. They are the, the Air Jordan one mid in the smoke gray colorway. There you go. So, I like. so I do have my first pair on their way. I don't have, there you go. don't have them in my hands yet. Yeah, I have a listener, Sean. So Sean, there you go, buddy. All right. He's in so, the club. He'll be here. Hopefully you continue listening now. Oh yeah, he will. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll start there. Um, so, last night was, I thought, in my opinion, was the first time. So, I've watched the first six episodes. And before this documentary started, Jordan said, wow, this documentary is going to go like an asshole. And I think last night, last night was the first time that I could see where he got that. But at no point did I think he was an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This can be an interesting talk on this. <clears throat> So I, uh, it, it came up mainly in the second episode, I think, where a lot of his teammates talked about how, how aggressive Jordan was in practice, in workouts, and things of that nature. Yeah. And he would push these guys, yell at them, uh, point out their mistakes big time. And I think, in my opinion – it was because Jordan knew you can't win a championship by yourself. You need a solid team behind you. Yep. With, with you. I'll say behind him because he was arguably the best player right. ever. Um, it's tough for those guys. In my, in my opinion, I don't know. Did he have any teammates that were with him all six championships? To Pippen. Uh, Pippen was. Yeah, because he did. Yeah, okay. Was Kerr? Because it was after nine. No, nope. Kerr was there for the second three, Pete. Yeah, because he mentioned oh, Kerr okay. last night, saying how Kerr yeah. 
and those guys came in just riding that high horse. Yeah. So, you know, I play for the oh. Bulls. We won championships. Yeah. So it's like you didn't you didn't fucking earn it yet. Right. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So I guess where I'm going with this is guys like uh, you have or we'll, we'll talk about Pippen then. I want to get to Pippen a little bit later for some other reasons. Yep. But if you've maybe in 91, 92, the first couple of years, you maybe thought Jordan was an asshole, right? The day that you're handed your first two championship rings, champ, ring number one, and then you see ring number two the next year, and then you see ring number three the next year, to me, that should change your opinion on that, of shift it from thinking Jordan's an asshole to thinking, okay, this guy knows how to win championships. Yeah. He's just trying to motivate us, and maybe we should pay attention to what he's saying. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep, too far into the documentary, but at one point, Bill Wellington said, that guy was a hell of a teammate. Like, you look yep. back on it now, it's like, so you want him on your team. Yeah, I think it was during the second – well – when was it? I guess I, they jump around in that thing a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, at one point Bill Wellington said, so Jordan must have seen that this guy could, could play and could be an asset to the team. And he went to Wellington and said, grab onto the cape and hold on tight because we're going for a ride. Yeah. And that's when Wellington must have realized, okay, this isn't going to be easy, but it might give me a couple of rings. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right. That's probably the part that Jordan was talking about that people are going to think he's an asshole, but I view it as this guy was trying to motivate his teammates. Uh, he knew how to win and he needed a team to do it with. And he was just trying to motivate them. Yeah. yeah. You could, and you could, you could tell at the end of the first, I think right at the end of the first, it was like the last minute and a half. It was just him. And they were going through all the clips of him kind of getting on his teammates. And you could tell he's like, it's just the way I play the game. It's just, it's just my mentality. And you can tell he kind of broke down right at the end as they kind of cut it. That was it a, out. Yeah. That yes. was a clip that repeated a lot today on the news was he said, that's the way I play the game. Yep. If you don't want to play that way, then don't play. And he got choked up and he said, break. Yeah. He must have walked away from the yeah. camera while they were filming. I think the other quote from Jordan last night that stuck out to me was that he's probably right. There was – no teammate he ever had that could claim Jordan was asking for something that he wasn't willing to do himself. Exactly. So it's one thing if you're standing on the sidelines in practice, you know, drinking Gatorade and yelling at guys for not hustling. It's another right. thing when you're winning every sprint up and down the court and yelling at them to get moving. Yeah. Yeah. That, scenarios. that that one clip of him going, they were doing suicides, I'm guessing, or, or yeah. something. And yep. he was, he was like, three quarters of the court ahead of people. Yeah. If not a full court length. And I think those was, I think those clips cut. were from like 97, 98, somewhere in that yeah. range. A time when Jordan can probably jog up and down the court and come in last place in all those races and he wasn't yeah. doing it. Or he load, was still trying to win. Load management, not going to practice, yeah. just kind of hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Oh, I I hadn't thought of that. That this when you look at Jordan's work ethic in some of these practices, and you look at the dream team, uh, obviously that was earlier, 92, the, that heated game they had in the uh, dream team practice, that does put a new perspective on this load management yeah. these days. When, and even even Frank Kona last night, obviously him playing baseball, he said he would come in, take swings early, they'd practice, and then he would be right back at it again. 
Yeah. He'd, yeah, he'd, he'd swing bef- in the morning, swing before the game, swing after the game, practice at night. I didn't know Francona was his manager. No, I had no idea about that either. I, yeah. had no idea. I also didn't know, I didn't realize that Jordan came back for the 95 playoff run. Because of baseball strike. Yeah. 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 I thought yep. I thought the 95-96 season was when he came back. So I didn't realize he came back for it was, what was it, roughly 15 or 20 games and then yeah. the playoffs. I didn't realize that. I remember, I remember when all this happened, but last night for sure pieced things back together for me. Like his dad dying. Like I knew his dad died. His dad got murdered, how he got murdered. I forgot that his dad was actually considered missing for like three and a half, yeah. four weeks. You know, I remember him going playing baseball and how he, you know, he went through and they couldn't, you know, put him any lower than double A because of the media and having the capacity. And I remember him having a 13 game hitting streak. And then, you know, I said, well, I bet you can't hit a breaking ball. Cause the mentality was if this guy to the pitchers, they would tell the pitchers, if this guy can hit your fastball, you'll never be, you'll never be able to make yeah. it to the majors. So they tried to prove a point. They're throwing oh, fastballs. Okay. Um, but I was, I'm, I knew the baseball was strike, but I, you know, this reminded me in peace back together, like, oh, that's right. They were going on strike. He was not going to be what they call a scab or replacement player. Yeah, he didn't want to do that. And that's why his interest yeah. got back in the basketball. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to – he was going to make it to the big leagues. He wanted to earn his way there. Yep. Not be handed to it. Yep. Because of a strike. So, I, 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 had for, I had forgot the 96 finals against the Supersonics. So, my buddies – right, yeah, 96 was that one. The uh, My buddies, we were texting last night. And with the glove with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp on uh, uh, NBA Jam. Oh, those great two game. Were, uh, yeah. Those Still two have are on fire in that game. But <laughs> I do. Dude, I remember having a pair of the, the glove shoes. Yeah, they, they zipped up the front. They covered the whole thing. You have the Kemp's? Yeah. Look like the white bolts the... on the side. <laughs> box. Yeah. I uh, also did not have either of those pairs. Okay. You don't have to order those. We won't judge you for that. <laughs> But I forgot that that supersonic scene was pretty nasty. And I think yeah. Payton, I don't think it would have mattered, but obviously he made a good point that him covering Jordan games four through six was an entirely different game matchup for them yeah. versus games one through three. Great I don't think clip I, of him, though. That, yeah. To me, oh, that's yeah. the number one clip from, you know, last weekend was the uh, security guard. That was the memorable thing. This just week like, was Jordan laughing at Gary Payton's just statement. Chuckled. I, <laughs> yeah, I was up on him. I shut him down. I had no problem with the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I love Gary. Gary's an outstanding basketball player. We get along great, but no, had no problems. None. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, the big moral story last night was don't piss off Jordan. Yeah. yeah, when the one dude in Orlando said, oh, 45 does not equal 23, yes. Jordan came out, got 23 out of retirement that uh, that next game. And well, who was the guy that played for the uh, the Washington Bullets at the time? LeBrad- LeBradford Smith. Yeah. 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 Good game, Michael. <laughs> I'm more points in the first half. He missed it by one. But it was by like, one yeah. And then uh, probably the one that they're just finding out now Gary Payton all of them was like that's great George Carl screwed us over before the series started <laughs> yeah wouldn't say hi to him didn't say hi to him in Chicago <laughs> in a restaurant fast. and he told him Ad Rashad that's all I needed right there yeah it didn't Wait. take much to uh to motivate him stopper did you guys know Ahmad Rashad was 70 years old I, I was just he looks great though I was just gonna say that <laughs> I saw that after last week's episode yeah no he does not look anywhere near 70. No, I knew they he were was, really good friends. I guess I didn't realize Bill, he though. played in the NFL either. I thought he was always just a, yeah in media. 
Yeah. Yep. Buff- I knew Buffalo him. Bill. Yeah. And Viking, right? Played like three years of the yeah. Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I knew him and Jordan were close. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he talked more to Ahmad Rashad. It's just like Tiger with, there's a couple of people he won't talk to. Yeah. Kind of like Jordan will know, wouldn't talk to Sports Illustrated after that cover. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Little tidbits that we probably had yeah. no idea about when we were that age. That was good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Moral story. Don't do not piss off Jordan. No. Don't. So in my opinion, Scotty, this this documentary is not a good look for Scotty Pippen. He looks like more of the whiny bitch than, you know, if Jordan thought he was gonna look bad. Scotty Pippen's the one that's not looking good in this. Between the, uh, the contract issues, delayed the surgery because he was pissed off about the contract. Yeah, didn't want to mess up his summer. Yep. He there was one point three seconds. There was something else prior to last night. What's that? Yeah. I just had the one point three seconds. Which yeah. was last night's. Yeah, last um, night he sat out. They had the final play. They drew up the play for Tony Kukoc. So Pippen refused to go in the game. He was supposed to inbound the ball. Right. Which yeah. is important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Yeah. <laughs> it's the second most important job yeah. on a, a play like that. Yeah. And you refuse to go in the game because you're not the one taking the shot. And then there was something else prior to that last week. But By the way, Tony Kukoc hit five game winners his rookie season for the Bulls. Not bad. Yeah. So, to me, to me, this is tarnishing Pippen's mm-hmm. legacy a little bit in my, from my point of view. Did I say Pippen? Or is it? You said Kukoc. Did I, okay. I was Kukoc. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, I th- I would agree with you, Russ. That Pippen's been the yeah downfall of this, I guess, in in people's eyes. Yep. The contract thing, I mean, so he had to sign that contract. What was it like nine years, two million or something? So he must have signed that in like eighty nine. Contract was there. that long? I mean, he was in Chicago for like ten or eleven years. So yeah, I think that was the gripe is he wanted longevity. Or whatever he signed a deal that was, I believe it was nine years, two million per eighteen total. Oh, per, okay, yeah, it's still really low. Yeah, two mil ter- per. So, I, I don't know. I've never been a fan of these guys that sign a contract. It takes two parties to agree to a contract, absolutely. And then you get three years in and you're whining about it. Well, you signed it, right? Let me ask you guys this: If you're a professional athlete, do you have an agent? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. But obviously then you get into guys like Tiger and his agent are really good friends. I think, yeah, yeah. But I'm not getting an agent. I'm negotiating my own contracts. I'm educating myself. Yep. I'm going to have a lawyer to maybe read over it when I'm done negotiating right. and whatnot, but that's a much smaller fee than paying an agent. Yeah. Who's negotiating you on your behalf. Yeah. I mean, I could think of a few times over the course of, you know, sports in my lifetime. The one that stands out to me is A-Rod, who yep. wanted to be a Yankee. His prima donna agent came out yeah. and announced during the playoffs that year, if the Yankees were eliminated, that he wasn't coming back to New York. That pissed A-Rod off. Yeah. So then he fired his agent and negotiated himself with New York. Yeah. Boris is an idiot, though. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah, me, so- if you have a – I don't know, I'm going to sound like an ass saying this, but if you have half a brain, you should be able to go into these negotiation con- contract negotiations by yourself. I agree. Especially if you are not an asshole and you have 
good rapport with your general manager. Well, you should have a, an idea of the business too. I mean, once you, most sports as a rookie, it's a pretty standard rookie contract. There's not yeah. a lot of negotiating right. there. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, for example, the three of us are probably smart enough to have those negotiations. There probably are some pretty big idiots in sports who probably do need agents. I'm not going to disagree with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Russ, you're yeah, Russ. So there's a there was a six year span that Pippen he had one year that he made over three million, two years, and they were just over three million. Everything else was less than three million. In his yeah. 10 years in that, Chicago. That's still pretty big money for the early 90s. Oh, hell right. yeah. Well, so that's funny because it's so 87 or 97, 98 was last year in Chicago. He made 2.8. Yep. The next year in Houston, he made 11 million. Yep. And then 14, 13, 18, 19. And then a couple of years at like 5 million back with the Bulls. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. You you sign the contract. Stop whining about him. No, I agree. Play basketball. I mean, I think Kraus yeah. is an asshole, honestly. I mean, he's the other one in this, it looks like. Yeah. To me, Kraus and Pippen are the two that are not looking good. You know, the funny thing, too, is I mentioned this to you because <clears throat> Russ has never seen Space Jam. But What? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Is, is Sean going to hate that, too? Oh, yeah. He had the Space Jam Jordans with the blue jump man on the back. Well, you got Scarface out of this, so I did. <laughs> Sean shows up Shocking. in my mailbox. <laughs> I repair some Jordans. If you want to buy me some Jordan ones, I'll take them. <laughs> um, I kind of laughed after thinking about them. Like, you know what Space Jam is? It's a depiction of Jerry Krause and him building a super yeah. big fat guy yeah. running into five aliens. <laughs> yeah, they showed. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie, but yeah, they showed some of those clips from. Uh, in last night's episode, mainly showing the practice gym that he had built I was going to say, about. that was crazy. Yeah. He yeah. said, I'll come out and film it, but I, I got to get in shape. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at that time, you know, you obviously have movie stars, celebrities, but at that time, Michael Jordan was probably one of the biggest faces in the world. So if you can get him in a movie, you probably got to jump through some hoops to do it. And some of those guys were in the movie, but there was guys who were not in that movie that were there playing basketball with him. Yeah. that's what, I was just going to say, that was the interesting part. He said he would invite guys to play, but it was so he could watch and see what they would do, would do during a game. Yeah. So that they, was, he could study them. Right. That's, you know, that's. To me, that goes back to him barking at his teammates because this is probably before real in-depth video. You know, they watch game tapes and stuff, but if he's got knowledge of these guys that are his opponents now and he's trying to bark that to his, his teammates, yeah. pass that along, listen to him. Yeah. So. And that was the uh, – he when he came back for that, after baseball, he came back for the playoff run. He said his body was in basketball shape and in baseball yep. shape. Yep. And, he, you know, his trainer was on TV yesterday, and he said, uh, I remember saying to Michael the day after they lost, um, hey, I'm getting out of here. Get a hold of me when you want to, you know, yep. get said, back to work. He said usually it takes a couple weeks off. Yeah. And he said, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yep. That's guy was a savage. Yeah. He wasn't an asshole. He was a savage. Like you said, he wanted to win. He knew what it took to win. If you, I don't know. There's just so many players. Look at, you know, they've shown Barkley a couple weekends ago. Yeah. Barkley's one of the better players at the league scene and he does not have a ring. You imagine how much he would have loved to be on those teams. He would have, 
he'd have probably fist fought Michael Jordan. And if they came out of it with two or three two or three rings, he'd love it. Yeah. I mean, Steve Kerr did. He got three out of it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was a crazy story. Like, I'm just – Yeah. Fouled yeah. Kerr and said, there, that's a foul. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then it fell back for beating yep. the smallest guy on the team. So – and that was – I thought that was uh, – well, I'm curious when coming out of this, a lot of these young athletes now – Justin Thomas tweeted about it, but some of these young guys, how much more are they going to work seeing how much, how much he actually worked, you know, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 25 years ago, just to get where he was? How much is that going to make guys realize how much more, that, how much more work they need to put in? Well, to truly in, be great. In the case of Justin Thomas, I think he already knows. Right. Because Tiger set a bar that was n- had never been seen yeah. before. Yeah. Going to the gym and putting in the hours that that guy did working and, you know, watching tape of yourself and video and analyze your swing. That was really what – that was – he set the bar for that. Yeah. And that's why guys – I mean, Justin Thomas followers, you know, all those guys right around that age that – it's probably why they got into golf, the speeds. Yeah. yeah. Could, you, could, you, could you imagine a documentary on Tiger? Obviously, we'll never have the video of all that. I mean, as long as they Him film one through, but using a Denny's, I mean, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, back to your point, I mean, somebody like Justin Thomas, who is a major winner, he won the Tour Championship, he at least has tasted that success. I think the guys that this is interesting for would be somebody like uh, – like Odell Pollard. Beckham Jr., oh, a guy who yeah. sp- probably spends – you know, the guy works out. He's a hell of an athlete. Let's yeah. not get me wrong. But he's also been a headache wherever he's gone, hasn't won a championship, and he's known for all the videos and stuff he's posted on Instagram. Thinks he's good enough. So even though he's got uh, still got elite talent, yeah, does it make somebody like that question, maybe this isn't – maybe this is why I'm not winning, you know? Yeah, yeah. Too many guys came in the league and they were comfortable with their talent. Like, oh, I made it. I'm good enough. Right. It's like, no. You can get yeah. better. You can work harder. All, all these guys are greedy with money nowadays. They just want the most money. It's an entitlement in society. Yeah. It's just, they, don't, they don't care what team they're on. It's just give yeah. me my money. And they didn't build super teams back when Jordan played. Because like you just said, if they did, Barkley probably would have played with Jordan. Right. Yeah. Yep. Instead of yep. Rodman. Yep. Yep. Things like that. I mean, the people around Jordan now are great. I mean, I saw a absolutely ridiculous tweet when someone said, oh, you're telling me that Jordan played the second best player ever in Pippen? He's definitely not the best then. That's not true. Yeah. Pippen went to like a low-tier college, came out. Jordan made him and pushed him just like he did the rest of his teammates better. Yeah. And they were all role players, which in today's NBA, you don't see. Most of these guys want to be the star. They build the super team. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I'll give you a great example, how come Harden and Westbrook never won a title together? Yeah. yeah they don't. City. They don't push each other. With Durant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's. They had a super team and didn't know it. Yep. Uh, Just, uh, I think, you know, there's obviously comparisons between Jordan and LeBron James these days, and people do make that argument, but yet. LeBron went to Miami to play with Dwayne Wade Chris and Bosch. Chris Bosh. And when he went back to Cleveland to win, he had Kyrie with him, right? Yep. And now he's out in L.A. with Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis and pretty stacked team overall. So yeah, a bunch of young guys. To me, to me, you can't really make that argument that 
if you want to argue LeBron's better, I, I don't want to get into that, but you can't say he's better because Jordan had Pippen. That's a ridiculous when argument. LeBron had Dwayne Wade, Kyrie, and he hasn't won in LA yet, but you know, Anthony Davis. Who were all successful in their own right. And Pippen really wasn't that successful until Jordan came along. Right. By the way, my favorite clip of Pippen is him dunking on Ewing and then dipping yeah. his nose <laughs> on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest. Yeah. All right, so cool. Anything else you want to add to that? I mean, I, I can't. This sucks. I'm just disappointed it's ending next week. So I do remember they're they're filming it, and they were still trying to finish it. I watched an interview today with his kids. Three of his kids were on Good Morning America, and one of them said, I didn't want to watch it ahead, so I'm still where everybody else is. Uh, I think it was Marcus, his one son, said, I'm through episode nine. I haven't seen ten yet because they're still editing it. They're in their houses, like, editing the – Oh yeah, the final episode. So I'm curious: was their intentions to make it longer, and is there a director's cut of more stuff that eventually will come out? Yeah, that'd be cool. In which case, party at my house. I'll bring the beer. <laughs> right. Are you guys? Are you guys interested in? Because obviously, ESPN's mentioned a few more docu- documentaries, ESPN 60s, 30 for 30s that are coming out. I think starting obviously not next week because that's the end of the Jordan. The week after, I think every Sunday they're releasing something new. I'm so I'm really interested in the McGuire Sosa. Obviously, being a big baseball fan, I'm interested in that. I, I'll probably I'll probably watch them all. I, what they got Bruce Lee, right? I think they have a Bruce Lee one coming. Uh, I'm not sure. And then uh, they got Lance Armstrong. Screw him. And then <laughs> one one more with one nut, and you came with three. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I think they just started something about. Uh, with the Clippers, with uh, Donald, uh, the old owner there, with all the scandal and stuff he went through. Oh, yeah. So I think they've got a few coming out. I th- I'm most interested in the McGuire Sosa. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That, that sounds like a good crazy. one. So, I, there I, is a Rodman one, by the way. Is there? Yeah, I didn't know that. Sean sent me a text that said there was a Rodman 30 for 30. I saw, I'm assuming you probably, like me, grew up watching like WWF and stuff like that. Yeah. And I saw oh, yeah. that there was a, somewhere there's a five part documentary on the undertaker that's out recently. I thought that would be kind of interesting. To, that would be see. You guys ever see the clip up. when Brock Lesnar went to the uh, UFC? You ever seen this clip? Oh, the, with the, uh, yeah. Undertaker's in the crowd being interviewed, being interviewed yep. and Brock Lesnar's leaving the ring and he walks by and they just look at each other and undertaker looks at him and goes, do you want to do it? All right, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> he was mid-sentence being interviewed and, and just, just stopped. And stopped stared down Lesnar. Stared down Lesnar. Yeah. Look up that, that video so clip. I, I haven't watched a whole lot of the E60s, 30 for 30s. Sometimes I think they're, they're too short, to be honest with you. I love – obviously, this is a 10-part, 10, 10 hours total. Yeah. I, I love the detail that's in these. So, like – if I watch a 30 for 30, a 30 minute documentary, or even a one part, one hour, usually it leaves me wanting with more questions that are going to answer. Or you go look stuff up on your yeah. own. Yeah. So I, I, I love these that are 10 hours worth. I want those yeah. small details. I want more that, of that, them. Yeah. That, that's, how I, that's how I felt with the four falls of Buffalo that they did. Cause it was just an, I think it was an hour and a half, maybe. Touch your subject. Let's not bring but, it up. I know, but I, I wish, I wish we had more, you know, four straight Super Bowls and you got to, it's cut down to an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So next week, it's sad. It's ending, but 
Still looking forward to it. I'm glad I didn't have to wait till June to watch it. I might really watch all eight before. I'm going to binge watch it as soon as it's out. I'm going to binge watch it again. Are you kidding me? Um, all right, so uh, NFL schedules came out, and uh, I'm not sure how much you guys had to look, get a chance to look at NFL schedules. And I tried, I'm like, how am I going to look up NFL schedules? Am I going to look up 30, all these teams, 32 teams, and look up their schedules? And the answer to that is no, I'm not going to do that. Um, so I just, what I did is looked up, they, they base strength of schedule based off the team's opponents, for example, this year what their overall win percentage was for the teams they're playing this year, the previous year. So right. based on those numbers, these are your strength of schedules. Um, coincidentally, most of these are in the AFC East. The Patriots had the hardest schedule, followed by the Jets, the Dolphins, the 49ers. The Bills have the fifth hardest schedule this year, which we all kind of knew when I first saw that. The Lions and then the Falcons. And then the Five easiest schedules are currently uh, the easiest schedule in the league in that order. The Ravens, then the Steelers, and then the Cowboys, the Browns, and then the Redskins. So the Redskins being harder than than the um, Browns, Browns harder than the Cowboys in that order. So the the easiest schedule in the league based on stats is the Ravens right now. The second easiest being the Steelers. the first tidbit there that jumps out, I hadn't seen that list. The thing that immediately jumped out to me is we all talk about how the Browns have a stacked team and should be doing a lot better than they are. Correct. And they have top five easiest schedule. Correct. So that yeah. that makes uh, the Browns uh, – I'm going to watch them even more intently because if they can't get it done, if they can't go – I don't even know. I haven't seen the schedule, so I don't know the record. But if they couldn't get have a 10-6 and six season and push for the playoffs – the top five easiest schedule, then then you really got to blow that team up. Got you covered, man. All right. Looked up schedules. <laughs> this, did more research than I thought I was going to. All right, so you want the Browns? Sure. All right, Browns kick off week one with the Ravens. Loss. Which they have the easiest schedule in the league, and they play the Browns. Okay. Uh, they then play the Bengals week two. Okay. Redskins, Cowboys, Colts. Steelers, Bengals week seven, Raiders week eight. Slow down a little bit. Okay. 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 You putting together a I'm I'm record. tracking it. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm counting on my fingers here too. You got a bye week on uh, week nine. Okay, they won't lose her. <laughs> well, someone gets arrested. That'd, that'd be a joke. Uh, to throw out there. <laughs> okay. Uh week ten, they play the Texans. Week eleven, the Eagles. Then the Jaguars, the Titans, Ravens week 14, Giants, Jets, and then the Steelers to close it out week 17. I got Giants, eight and eight. Jets, Steelers. I got eight and eight. Giants, Jets, Steelers. Yeah, I'm, I missed, I, I, I'm off by one, but yeah, I would, uh, I would actually agree with that. Okay. So they might fight, might be fighting to get over 500. Yeah, I mean, if they don't if they don't go nine and seven, you've got to, I think you've got to go nine and seven this year in the AFC to have a chance. Even it might even be more than that, because I think a couple. So I saw something that obviously, oh, there's a ton of people that are predicting it, but uh, BD's is going off right now, vibrating my pump by vibrating all those um, sugar ass drinks. Are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. take a swig at night, Doctor Pepper. Yeah. It'll cure it. Come back to uh, Earth. <laughs> I saw a couple. 
And so this is, the Bills they have is one of four 12-win teams this year, which is crazy to me. But I, I, that just goes to show, obviously, the Bills have, what do you say, sixth or seventh hardest schedule. Yes. So, and then you got the Browns with the fourth easiest. And, I mean, I would have never – I don't think – I think the Bills will have a good year, but 12-4 and four is crazy to me. So, so, I think it's it's the Patriots. I think it's the Patriots, Bills, and one of the other AFC East teams are the only team other than the Saints who play the previous winner Super Bowl, both teams. So, I think one factor in that – so, that's based off of last year's stats. Correct. correct. So, you now got the Patriots, who the Bills play twice a year, that no longer have Tom Brady, and I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. So – that factors the Patriots in as being a tough team based on when they're really not, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's based on last year. Correct. So I think that's maybe where that plays into. I just don't know how you you were saying. I think they're just trying to do some sort of, you know, I don't know how else you would do strength. Yeah. No, I totally, totally understand. I I get you have to like factor that into like, yeah, the bills, you know, have the fifth hardest schedule. They play the Patriots twice. Yeah. Right. So, so I got two tidbits and you guys may have seen this. One, did you see the Jets and Dolphins play back-to-back games against each other? Yeah, the bye week in between, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I've but got so, that written down. That was my one tidbit I was going to throw out. Yeah. First, first time since 1991 that's happened. Uh, you're oh, Hold on. You got muted all of a sudden. We'll uh, hopefully be back with you here in a second, folks. So yeah, as Adam was saying, yeah, yep. So yeah, the Jets play at Miami Week Ten. Both teams have a bye, and then Miami plays at the Jets Week Twelve. So they play back-to-back games against each other. And then I don't know if it's coincidence that the league said it wasn't. The Patriots and Bucks only play at the same time twice this year. What do you mean at the same time? It's like like one o'clock, four o'clock game. Oh, okay. Twice this year, and they think it was partly because they wanted Patriots fans to be able to see Brady. Oh, Jesus. And those two games are week 15 and 17. Yeah. And I think the two teams combined have nine um, primetime games, whether it's Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. So I want to jump to the Cowboys because Jamie was supposed to join us tonight, and he didn't. And now I'm going to throw him under the bus. Okay. Jamie has not watched any of the Jordan documentary. Get out of here. Oh, uh, Jamie. Come Is on. Is that worse than not owning a pair of Jordans? Yes. Okay. And I'll get close. confirmation from close. Sean on that. Please. Close. Okay. It's close, but I think you're ahead of him, Russ. So we have the Cowboys with uh, strength of schedule is 30. So I want, I want your guys' opinion for Jamie's sake. Strength of schedule is 30. Rank 30th. Meaning they have the easiest? <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Only two teams have it easier according oh, to this yeah, list. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Week one, they play the uh, Donald Trump Rams with the logo. Where? At LA. So I'm going to pause for a second. Pause. So as he's running through this, Adam, who's your quarterback in this scenario? Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Dak right now. Okay. I think Dak gets paid. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I'll go with Dak then also. Here's where I, someone made a good point today. 
the Andy Dalton signing is not a slap in Dak's face, in their opinion, because last year the Cowboys had a game that Dak had a uh, shoulder issue. He got an injection prior to the game and at halftime. And they said, what if, what if you had a quality? There's, there's a lot to be said for quality backup. Could go in and still win you games. And it would have been a situation where, like, you lost that game. What if Dak could have sat and you threw in someone healthy that was a good quarterback that could have won the game? Which is which is funny because Cincinnati's head coach, they've got Burrow, Ryan Finley behind him, and then I don't know some no name, probably Russ oh, like, behind him. Right. And they uh they were like, oh, we don't need a veteran quarterback. Right. But to me, that's bringing Burrow in with the first overall pick. I would think that's when you want a veteran. So quarterback. that's also a scenario though where you have to assume Dalton would be happy as the longtime starter all of a sudden sitting on the bench in right. in Cincinnati. Correct. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I didn't imply that I thought it was a, da- a slap to Dak's face. I don't think. No, that. you didn't. You were just asking. I'm saying because I think it's a team covering their ass. I do for too. Having an unsigned quarterback at the moment. I do too. The person said a slap in the face of was I believe Des Bryant. Oh, okay. That's. I thought saying. you were saying a friend texted you that. No. Okay. Gotcha. No. Yeah, I'm not friends with Des Bryant. Okay. <laughs> Des texted him. <laughs> All right. Maybe you said Des, and I missed that, but. <laughs> So here we are. Cowboys week one, they play the Rams. Week two, they play the Falcons. Then the Seahawks. The Browns. The Giants. Okay. Cardinals. Okay. Redskins. Eagles. Steelers. Vikings. Redskins again. I believe this is a Thanksgiving game, November 26th. Okay. Ravens. Bengals. 49ers. Eagles. And then they finish the year out playing the Giants. Seven. I got nine and seven. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jamie, you don't want to know mine. Six and ten. Jesus, man. Who are they? Who are they? Whoa. 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 Uh, I had so I've got them splitting with the Giants and Eagles both because I was uncertain. Really? Yeah. Do do you know the Giants haven't beat the Eagles since 2016? Yes. I've got them stomping all over the Giants. Well, I I I think they'll split. I don't know why. Because the Giants, look at the Cowboys were what six and all, and they went and played the Jets this year and got demolished. Um. Yeah. And then I have them losing to the Falcons. I don't know why, but so did yeah, so did I. Actually, okay. all right. I, I yeah, I had nine seven though. So if I if I if I say they beat the Eagles and Giants both twice on their eight and eight, okay. all right. Which is what they were last year, right? eight and eight. I think so. By the way, the Cowboys are also ranked thirty first in the league in game in close games, which is games decided by seven points or less. So that goes back to what we talked about. They just didn't close out games. Yeah. Best offense in the league, ninth best de- defense in the league. Didn't close out games. Right. So, so obviously, a question for you guys, and I think yeah. people look at this every year, is how good are the Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games? Because I think people always question the Thursday night games because they're never, so, they're never great. So I, I, I looked. I had like five Thursday night games that I thought were decent. Thought they were better than usual. 
So I mainly looked at the Bills schedule. I didn't look at the overall, so I guess I don't have an answer for that. Well, I, I will say that I typically feel that the Thursday games are shitty. Yeah. So they were last year because they just because they plan ahead. Right. And it's I don't I don't know how they predetermine that, but there are five teams this year that have or eight teams. I'm sorry, eight teams have a maximum have the maximum of five primetime games this year, and that is uh, that includes Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games. Five. Okay. Eighteen. So league has a max, a max for primetime games. Yeah, because yeah, every team has to play at least one primetime game. I believe that's still the case. Bills didn't last year. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they did. They played a Sunday night game. Pittsburgh. Didn't they played move that playoffs, to Sunday baby. night though? Right, but then they have a Thursday as well. They played on Thanksgiving. It wasn't prime time. That that's a that they Thanksgiving is a prime time. Okay. Slot. So eight teams, five max. Okay. Uh, Ravens, Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, Rams, Patriots, 49ers, and Buccaneers. Hmm. Fun fact for you boys. Yeah. So, Adam, what do you have the Bills? What's your Bills prediction? You kind of choked on have, those guys saying 12, 12 wins. I, I don't think 12 is a stretch. I got 11 and 5. Okay. For the Bills? Yeah. yeah. So I I have 12 and 4 written down. I kind of bounce back and forth between 11 and 5 and 12 and 4. I think uh, in my – of course, this is obviously thinking positively as a Bills fan. I had them losing to the Chiefs, uh, Seattle, Arizona, and San Francisco. The one that I was on the fence on is Tennessee. And then the uh, – the wild card in this is do they have a good enough record week 17 against Miami to sit guys and then Tua goes off and we lose to the Dolphins? That, so that's, that's, that's why I have an 11 and 5. I don't think they'll have to play the last week. Okay. Yeah. So I, I quick glance, I got, you know, even with them winning the last week, I have them 11 and 5. Okay. I'm thinking I, positively that they'll be 5 and 0 oh going to that game against the Chiefs. So. I so I think that Chiefs game is big. First of all, it's obviously week six early, and it's Thursday night, so you get the Chiefs short rest at home, which I think right. is big for them. Yeah. And it, well, I guess a lot depends. Are there fans on the stands? If there's fans on the stands, I think there's a seventy-five percent chance they win that game. Yeah. If there's no fans, it's obviously a different game. But yep. I think it's going to be. Uh, I to sound optimistic. This takes me back to I went to the New England game this year. You know, you go into New England, everyone's everyone's four and zero. Bills, Pats, four and zero. And I guess the way to look at it, it was like, okay, you either leave this team five and zero or four and one. You're not hurting yourself that yep. bad. Yep. Yeah. So you know, if the Bills are the Bills are five and zero going into Kansas City and lose, and you walk out of there five and one. Is yeah. it that big of a deal? We would all, no matter how it happens, we would all take five and one right now. Right. Yeah. And how crazy is that the Bills have three primetime games on a four-week stretch? Yeah. 13, 14, and 16. Yeah. Which is like crazy that. to me, so. What, uh, when's their bye week? It's like week 10? Okay. It's late. Not nine? I don't know, yeah, 11, somewhere. Uh, 70. <laughs> like the, <laughs> Name six, a couple four, more, you'll hit it. <laughs> six, seven, eight. 25, 35. It's week 11, by the way. All right. Yeah. So I didn't go through and uh, I didn't go yeah. through and 
write down particular records for teams. I looked up what they had for strength of schedule. So the best way I could think of to contribute to this was I went through and picked my division winners. Did not go into the playoffs, just division winners. Okay. So I will give you my division winners. Okay. I'm going to write mine down real quick. All right. So for the AFC East, I have the Bills winning that. Okay. For the AFC South, I have the Texans winning that. For the AFC West, I have the Chiefs winning the division. For the AFC North, I have the Browns winning the division. Oh, boy. Okay. And I say that because although the Ravens, in theory, have an easy schedule, I truly believe that because they're in the same division, right? Right? Yeah. AFC, yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. AFC North. So the Ravens. I think, first of all, I think Lamar Jackson is an outstanding athlete. And I hope – I got nothing against the guy. I hope it pans out for him. My biggest fear for Lamar Jackson is he turns into a Kaepernick where they – you got defensive coordinators in the league, get paid a lot of money to figure guys out. They've had a lot of free time to sit around and study film with this guy. Do you figure out a way? Okay. I mean, the guy is somewhat accurate. Not, a, not, not extremely accurate, but – I I thought at the end of the year the best way to beat the guy was to sit back and make him throw. Right. Even if you only rushed a couple guys and just made him throw. You only rush only rush three guys. Put linebackers out there, cover your flats, make him make passes. And I think the Bills did that and they almost beat him. So yeah. they probably should have won that game. So I'll shift so, over to the NFC. I have the so, NFC East. I have the Cowboys winning the division. For the, the North, I have the Vikings. For the NFC South, I have the Saints. And for the West, I have the Seahawks. There's so not a ton of surprises. Probably the only big one there would be the Browns. Browns, yeah. Which the Browns, the Browns having a good season and winning their division wouldn't surprise me. And it shouldn't. Because on paper, yeah. They're, on paper, they've got a hell of a team. Yeah. At least a hell of an offense. Yeah. So, I don't think that's a – it's a bold statement based on what they did last year, but I don't think it's crazy. But I, I wrote my I wrote mine real quick down while Kyle was giving his. I got Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Indianapolis. I think that AFC South is close with Houston, Tennessee, and Indy. Indy was a thought um, of mine just because they got Rivers now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I got Minnesota, New Orleans, Philly, and San Fran. Ooh, those are fighting words to Jamie. Well, Jamie should have showed up. <laughs> and, I, and I can't just tell you that Cowboys are going to go 6-10 and 10 and win the division. That's, that's, that's true. That's, that's correct. That's that would have been even a bigger stretch. Yeah. I bet the Cowboys are going 6-10, and 10, but they're winning the division. Yep. Uh, All right. So I got another. Go ahead. I was to say I didn't study the schedule enough to come up predictions. It's tough to I study will, a schedule. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, I think before the season gets started, we should make some predictions and track them through the year and stuff. So I'm done with that. So yeah, I'll, I'll have my throw, throw some cash cash on that. So I'm I'm good with it. So I have two questions for you guys. Okay. Cam Newton's still a free agent. Yep. The rumor the past week was, and the thought behind some experts, we'll call them. Well, he should go to Buffalo. Oh, I saw I saw the Bears too. Well, the Bears have always been in the conversation. I mean, they got Foles right now, but Cam said he's open to a backup role. 
Do you, and now here's my thing. Is Cam Newton a great quarter, a good quarterback? Yes, he is. Is he a backup quarterback? Nope. He's good enough to be a starter. He's better than some of the starters in the league. So I don't know a lot of the behind the scenes rules of football like I do other sports, maybe like hockey. So let's say that happens. What happens to Jake Fromm from a Bills owning him standpoint? Right. He in was, theory, though, is he's not signed yet, is he? Um, no. Well, technically, no. But I think they would keep him and get, and they would let uh, Barkley go. Bar- Barkley go, just because you wouldn't want two veterans, right? Nope. So, so do most teams have three quarterbacks addressed, or is it just two, and they have a third? Bills the had three last year. They had a kid. Yeah. He went to a college in Buffalo. Okay. Uh yeah, he got well, and he got released a few weeks in, but yeah, yeah, but most I, I would say most have three, but I'm a, probably I would say it's probably twenty two teams have three, and ten teams have two quarterbacks. Okay. So here's my hang up. I mean, if Cam Newton came out tomorrow and said I'm going to go to Buffalo, do you entertain it? I think, I think you enter. You have to. You have to entertain it. As much as I love Josh Allen, he's a great kid. He's a good quarterback. He grew exponentially last year. But here's a quick stat on Josh Allen. Um, he was 7 for 51 and passes over 30 yards last year. So that's, that's one thing I was just going to say is I definitely like Josh Allen. He is not accurate downfield. No, we saw not. that last year. And a lot of them aren't small misses either. Sometimes you have these fast receivers. He's still usually overthrowing them. By five or seven yeah. yards. I know I watched a few games. I'm like, damn, I want to just underthrow one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think long term, I like Josh Allen, but he has to get that figured out, his downfield accuracy. That's, a, that's what someone brought up today was on uh, the Pat McAfee show. He was like, you know, what if, what if, you know, if they go out this year and Josh doesn't improve or at least win games? How do you not entertain Cam Newton? With that, with, with the weapons he's got around him now, you got Beasley, you got John Brown, you got Stephen Diggs, there's, got there's, a stout defense. There's no excuse for a quarterback to not succeed in Buffalo right now. So, I, I think you, you, I think you have to entertain the thought of Cam Newton if he's interested. It obviously depends on how much money he's asking for. You got Carolina ties too. Yeah, that's true, and that's a good point because my. My initial thought was, maybe this isn't fair to Cam Newton, but how big of a headache is this guy in the locker room? But you now have a lot of ties to Carolina and Buffalo that would know the answer to that question. Yeah. And will he be disruptive? That's my only question is, my big concern with Cam in Buffalo is, does he fit the, does he fit the culture in Buffalo? The very, yeah. very, very blue collar. I mean, this guy – would show up to press conferences dressed like I absolutely hate Little you. Red Riding Hood. Absolutely <laughs> cannot stand the dresses. I, I don't I wouldn't work in Buffalo. Don't even get me started on that. That's yeah. <laughs> Look like I want to get you we'll get we'll get you going sooner or later on that. Yeah. I'm so, ready for it. What, so so do you guys think <laughs> now I'm not saying they're the same quarterback. Does Allen remind you a little bit of how Newton played though? So, yeah, Cam Newton, is, his accuracy when he first started out, his overall accuracy was below 60%, but he did improve. He was over – I mean, his last couple of years, it was like over 68%. Yeah, and they, they obviously run a lot. So, yeah. 
which is why I make the statement that Josh has to work on it and improve it. I'm not dismissing him. Right. He can still evolve. Right. But it's got to happen soon with the weapons I have. Yeah, great so, weapons. So I just thought of a team that I don't know if he – he's got to be willing to take a backup job, obviously, at, at this point, I think. If he wants to take a starting job, I don't know if he's going to find anything. But how about the Giants bringing him in for Jones? I think I think they're pretty all in on their. Quarterback. I think they're all in on. I'm just th- I'm just thinking from a veteran standpoint for them. I mean, they had Eli there. I feel yeah, like yeah, I think he. Yeah, but he's not there anymore, right? So right, I probably feel like he did his time though with Eli. Yeah, I basically spent a year under Eli. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It just that Giants just came to my mind. Yeah, five minutes ago. I think he's got he to me appears to have a good enough head on his shoulders and spending that year with Eli probably is worth three years under most veterans. So I, I, I see your reasoning there, but I think the giants are all in on Danny dimes. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I can't come up with his freaking last name at the moment. Jones. Jones. It's a tough one. They call him Dimes, though. They no, do. That's his nickname. Dude. I know. Call him Danny Dimes. I know. I know. <laughs> I just like you're dropping Danny Dimes. Well, so you got to improvise when you can't remember a name. <laughs> so here's my next football question. And this was posed to me by a listener. And they asked me the question the other day. And I, I want to answer. I'm like, actually, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Who do you think gets the most satisfaction out of this year who's going to end up with the most satisfaction brady or belichick um i don't think belichick is capable of being happy (laughs) feeling satisfaction there it is i think tom brady's going to tampa and loving life i think they're going to do good are they a legit super bowl contender i don't know I think the I think I think Tampa's got a much better shot at uh, having a successful year than New England does. I would agree with that. And I, ironically, there's Belichick over your shoulder on the TV there. Was cut off sweatshirt. shirt. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I just don't know that Belichick cares enough to be happy. Well, I've been. This sounds stu- like a stupid answer, but I don't know. I, Tom been, Brady. My answer is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, I've been crushing my balls on the fence. I've been teetering on for the last two days since I've was asked this question. And like you know that quote is, "I'm still stuck on the fence because I, at being a Bills fan, I don't want to see New England be successful." Agreed. But at the same time, I don't want to see Brady be successful to prove a point that I've always thought that he's a system quarterback. I mean, Matt Castle came in to New England when he got hurt week one, led them, hadn't thrown a touchdown pass since high school, and led them to the playoffs. Brady got suspended for four games. Backup came in. They went four and one or three and one, whoever it was. He was four games. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the best person to answer this question would be Dave Portnoy, who's going to watch football with the commission. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think Brady, especially with Gronk on his side now, Brady and Gronk are going to go to Tampa and just love life. Yeah. So, are they going to succeed and win a Super Bowl? I don't know. 
are they going to have a hell of a lot more fun in their life this year? Feel that satisfaction versus Belichick? Absolutely. Probably, yeah. Absolutely. It's a lose. It's a, it's Brady can't win either way. He's going to, I mean, he's going to go down and he's going to go to Tampa and he can be successful. And if he's not, they're going to, you know, they're going to say, well, he needs McDaniels. He needs Belichick. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say Belichick. I think New England goes nine and seven. I'll say, and he gets status. Huh? I think they. I think they. I think they. I've always said Belichick. I think is ahead of that snake. Probably so, is. So I think they go nine and seven. But I think Tampa also goes nine and seven and misses the playoffs. I don't. I, I don't think either one gets in the playoffs, but Belichick will get more satisfaction out of it. Okay. I'm still in the fence. They don't play each other, right? No. Because that'd be your answer. Whoever wins that freaking game. But the Bills play Tampa. Yeah. But, but the Bills play in Tampa February 7th. So. All right. Well, road trip. Super Bowl. Yeah, it's an inter- interesting question. All right. So I'm done with football. I got no other trick questions for you boys. I like trick questions. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be like Brady because to him, like he's got nothing to prove in his career. He's going to, like you said, he's going to go out there and have a good time. He's in Tampa, living in Jeter's house. Jeter's old mansion with his supermodel wife, Giselle. Living in Jeter's, but but visiting others. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's in a good spot, too, with Bruce Arians. I'm sure, yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> so then we, uh, the other big sporting event, we have our first, we'll call it our first live sporting event other than the cornhole. It was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. But uh, Saturday it. night, we had some UFC. Dana White just broke down that barrier, held a pay-per-view card without fans, uh, which you and I watched. Um, I, we, As we talked about earlier, we did, we did do a separate – deep dive in the UFC 249 another video if you want to watch that but um no the no fans was yep. different but you could were, definitely hear more there's some pros to it that pros and cons to it you could yep. hear more I mean you could hear leather hitting face you heard guys chattering yeah fighters talking to each other yeah it was interesting yeah fighters hearing Joe Rogan and the commentators so there was specifically Greg Hardy who said at one point he's, he heard, I don't know if it was Rogan. There's Cormier say so you got to check Cormier. some kicks. So Cormier said that Greg Hardy needs to do a better job checking the low kicks. Hardy heard him say that, which you wouldn't if there were fans in the arena. And then he started doing it. He made the adjustment. So that was a, an interesting wow. tidbit there. I was curious about that because I think, well, watching, I, I didn't watch UFC event, but Cornhole – the announcers would say stuff and the players would actually hear them and look over yes. and like laugh and, and do something. Yep. So I, I was curious if they would hear them. And obviously the UFC announcers sit, what, 10, 10 feet outside the ring, if that. Yeah. So if they're, so if the fighters are on their side of the cage, yeah, they're within 10 feet. I've, you know, right. The fighters on the opposite side is pretty good distance there, but still close enough to hear them. So I obviously I didn't watch. I got some questions for you guys. So we well, got answers. Did they release ratings yet or viewership of it? We talked about that. I think it takes a few days for, like, pay-per-view numbers to come in. 
That's what I was wondering. I didn't, I didn't see anything. I did a lot of research trying to find it, but, um, so my first one is will Khabib versus Ferguson happen now? No, no. Are we versus Ferguson? Yes. Will it happen next? No. Will it happen at some point? I hope so. The fight to be had right now is Gaethje and Khabib. So Gaethje, Gaethje impressed me an extreme amount on Saturday night. I thought his boxing was out of this world. Ferguson proved he's got a hell of a chin because he couldn't get knocked out. But Gaethje, to me, bumped himself way up as far as uh, boxers in the UFC rank, even though he's got a wrestling background. Yes. And wasn't he the fourth contender coming in, I think? He was. The only reason he was there was he got beat by Poirier. And Poirier had his run at the belt. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think that fight puts Ferguson out of the title talk for the time being. To me, Gaethje and Khabib is the next fight. Which I do want to point out. I didn't mention this in our our, uh, video with the uh, Just UFC. I do feel bad for Tony and all this. And here's why. The guy was on a 12-fight win streak over the last, like, five or six years, and the closest thing he ever got to a title shot was an interim title fight. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. You won 12. And he did, to my opinion, he deserved more than that. Yeah. So to answer your question, I feel bad for him, and I don't think he's going to – he's not going to get it right away. Here's what I do think, though. If Khabib beats Gaethje – Ferguson gets the title shot. He deserves it. Because where where is he? Probably like well, obviously new rankings have come out. Was he like one or two? Who I assume Ferguson, Ferguson in the class two. I, yeah, I don't know if it was one or two, but yeah, he was. Yes, he was up there. Right. Okay. Yep. And then my other one, I'm I'm ready for Kyle's answer on this one. Is obviously they've talked about Cormier, uh, Stepo, Stepe, Will yep. Nagano fight Cormier. Or will Cormier fight Nagano, I guess, is a better way to word that. How do you want me to answer this? Because I got multiple <laughs> answers. Will Nagano fight Will Nagano fight DC? Yeah, he would. Yeah, yes. He's also not hurt. He probably cleared medicals. His fight was 20 seconds. <laughs> right. Will DC fight Nagano? No, not unless the belt's on the line. Yep. So we uh not to advertise the other video, definitely go check that out. So Stipe has some injury issues with his eye from his last fight. So Stipe is somewhat on the sidelines at the moment. There's also the whole can't get to a gym. COVID nineteen finding a gym to work out in. But I doubt Stipe is the only fighter in that category at the moment. So yeah, DC came out and said he will fight Nagano if they strip Stipe and make the DC Nagano fight for the belt, which my personal opinion is he's pulling that out of his ass and there is zero reason to strip Stipe, right? Zero now. reason. Right. So yeah. I don't think Dana will strip Stipe. Therefore DC will not fight Nagano if the belt's not on the line, because there's a very good chance Nagano would knock him the hell out potentially very early. DC is a very height wise. He's extremely short for heavyweight. Yep. And Nagano is very large for heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I think Nagano's I think the risk, won the, the last risk four re- fights in the last in under ninety seconds, right? 
Nagano? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I mentioned that when we were watching Saturday. They showed that stat, and I said, yeah, his last three fights have been two and a half, less than two and a half minutes total. Yep. And then this one was only 20 seconds. So, yeah, four right. wins in less than three minutes. And, of he, and he knocked him out with like a half-ass. Half of a left yeah. hook. left hook. <laughs> I saw it. I, I, re- I, I watched the entire fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did. So, so uh, the interview was actually longer than the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. You can go back in time. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, DC, without the belt on the line, he's smart enough to know that the, re- the risk reward is, is not in his favor to fight Nagano without the belt. Because he line. claims his last fight's going to be the trilogy with Stipe. Yep. Right. Notice that he didn't say his last fight is going to be the trilogy with John because he doesn't want that smoke. Even at heavyweight. And he can't make 205. Correct. Which, if they were going to try to sign that fight up, you know John would be very adamant it's a light heavyweight just to force DC to go through that. Attempted yeah. weight cut. And then he'd miss weight, and John would get 30% of the overpayment that DC's going to get. Yeah. What else you got for us? You got more questions on the USC? That's all I got. I guess congrats to D- Justin, too. That was great, man. He's – Yeah. So, I got to tell you a story. You don't even have to go watch the video to hear this. This has to do with our man, Russ, to my right. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you, do you follow Tony Ferguson on social media? No. So, Tony's very odd in his approach. Life. He almost, like, dances. <laughs> point fight, remember? You hear, you hear the corner say, let me see some sand. And he bends down and pretends to pick up sand and throw it at Gaethje's face. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. He did like a couple tumbles, did some pirouettes. He's very unique in his training. He's posted videos of him like got tires standing upright and he's running across them. They're not attaching anything, he's just running across them. It's almost like uh, we've made fun of Jameis Winston for his weird ass yes. workout videos he's posting. Tony Ferguson <laughs> is the UFC equivalent. Yeah. Except Winston's actually make more sense than Ferguson's most of the time. <laughs> so, anyway, Gaethje comes out and he's in the ring. Here comes the music. They pan back to Ferguson. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell is this song? Is this like 90s pop or hip hop? Did, did Russ rap it out? Incoming Russ. <laughs> he, he, he throws out a dialogue of a fake conversation with Tony Ferguson. <laughs> what do you want your walkout music to be? Oh, I don't know. Jock Jams, Volume 12. Any track, just pick one. <laughs> This kid was in tears. I'd never seen him laugh so hard. I was literally in tears coming out of my eyes. I woke up the next morning, and I, like, was brushing my teeth. I'm like, oh. It's like laughing. Oh, man. Jock Jams, Volume 12, oh. just pick a track. <laughs> oh, God. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that was definitely lived up to the hype. That was a hell of a fight, yeah. And I said to Ross before they came out, I said, all right. The, the, the co-main event finishes, and I was like, all right. Let's wrap this ring around in plastic because there's probably be blood everywhere. Yeah. And there was a lot of blood. I mean, Ferguson broke his orbital bone. That was an example where Ferguson's chin is too tough for his own good. He, most guys in that, with Gaethje's power and boxing ability, almost everybody in that division would have been knocked out cold in the first round. But Ferguson can take a punch and last it into the fifth and caused himself way more damage than the average guy. Yeah. To the point where that fight, I think that was the first time I'd ever seen this. Gaethje landed a couple bombs there at the end, and Ferguson started shaking his head like he'd just been 
like he had bees, cobwebs. In, bees in his head or something. Yeah, I saw the he, video of that. One he, of those. Yeah, he shook his head, and you could see Herb Dean, the ref, step in and really look at him. And then he did it a second time, and that's when Herb stepped in because you could you could tell there was something wrong with. He him. got punched at one point. He like kicked his leg out like to the side, like he was <laughs> trying to feel his legs and get the feeling back. <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen a guy shaking his head like that. Yeah. Like he had literally had bees inside his brain yeah. or something. That so was nice. what's was the was the Pettis Cerrone fight good? Yeah. And then they went and had beer together after. <laughs> yeah. They they posted a picture outside their hotel with having a beer while the main event was going on. Yeah. They oh, I back. guess I did I guess I didn't look close enough. I saw the I saw Pettis's picture with a beer, but I, I guess I didn't look close enough at the yeah, he was, other person and they took a picture together back with at the uh the media pictures after the fight that they take. Yep. And then they yeah, they posted the pictures of them at the hotel together, like in the lobby yep. drinking. The, and, got, and he yeah, posted it during the main event. Yeah. So they were already back there watching the main event together. <laughs> I guess I didn't I didn't look at the picture close enough. I'll have to look back yep. at it. Because I saw the picture of Pettis drinking a beer with somebody, but I didn't look it at it. It was Cowboy. Yep. That was Cowboy there. That was one of the stories going into that. Is those two guys those guys fought years ago yeah. and became like best friends after that fight. So they're that was one of the storylines going into yeah. that. How good a friend. They basically both stepped up to save, try to save the card. Yeah. Basically. Nope. Uh, the other, I don't want to give too much away, but if you want more details, go watch the other video. Cejudo beat Cruz, but the highlight there was uh, after the fight, an interview with Megan O'Levy. Cruz accused the referee of smelling like beer and cigarettes. <laughs> yep. He said he wished there was a way for him to request a veto. referee being. Uh, Drug tested. Yep. <laughs> All right. So he yeah, he claimed he yeah. smelled like alcohol and cigarettes. Yep. And Megan Olivi stopped and asked him to confirm. Did you just say this? And he said, oh, Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. So, <laughs> that's uh to me, like you say, we talked about it in the other video, but that that's a bold allegation for a fighter to make against a and rap. from Cruz. Her Herb wouldn't do that though. No, Herb's one of the best. Yeah, he is. Or or my or my other guy there, the braided beard. Oh, guy. the beard, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't there. It was not Saturday's card. No. All right, boys. Next is the uh, the next event that's going to be live sports. Yep. We got some. We got NASCAR back. Yeah, buddy. So the return of NASCAR means the return from uh, NASCAR betting for us. I need to keep so actually write my name. You do need to write this down. So we have the names in a bowl. Usual. If you're watching this on iTunes, I apologize. We'll read the names to you. Yeah, just envision a white bowl. Yeah. And uh, we have – do we do three or four? So, I would say, what are we doing? We did uh, four names last time, $5 each. Yep. Best position out of the 12 racers wins it. Correct. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll virtually pick my name out there. All right. NASCAR. So, we'll uh, we'll pick for Adam first. Okay. I'll pick his first one. Let's see who it is. What do you got? Daniel Suarez. Oh, that's my boy. Not a bad pick. Are they, wait, are they doing a poll? Or are they just racing? Uh, no idea. Them? I'm assuming <laughs> they have to do a poll. Oh, all right. I, that's an assumption, but all races have to have a poll to start. Yeah. So. I just Ross, looked up I, who the field thought, was today. Ross, I thought you knew everything about Nesker. No. Come no. on, guys. We're about to find out how much he knows, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. I have the infamous Christopher Bell, the guy, Christopher we, the guy we'd never heard of. Winnie the Pooh, baby. 
I have Eric Jones. Eric with an A. I think I got e. screwed. It isn't. See, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He he made that up. I feel like I got screwed out. You got you guys got Jones and Bell, and I got Suarez. I've never heard of any of these guys, so I don't uh, know what you're talking about. I don't know Eric Jones. Bell, I only know because we've drawn him a few times. Daniel Suarez is a legitimate. Yep. You, you've got the best out of those three. Is, you can draw is, he a, next one. is he a real NASCAR driver? Is that what you're saying? The other two aren't? He's an iRacing yeah. driver. He's making the transition this week. All right. Adam gets Kyle Bush. Ooh. Oh. There's a good one for you. I should drink my Bush Light tonight. There's no way you have a Bush Light in the house. Uh, that's a valid statement. Okay. Go ahead. I'd have taken that bet. <laughs> I have a really good bet. Oh, I drew two accidentally. I'll take the one I didn't look at. <laughs> I got Bubba Wallace. Oh, Bubba. That's the first time we draw him. He's my he's my boy. I have Matt DiBendetto. Oh, Barstool, baby. Is Wallace ra- Wallace is racing? You confirm that? Yeah, he was on the list. Okay. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto? Yeah. Just write Barstool. Yeah, you were still on the Barstool car. <laughs> Adam, look into the what? camera so I know you're out researching your phone. I'll give you 10 bucks if you can spell DiBenedetto. All right. I'll, what, I'll, I'll supply your $5 to the pot if you can spell that. D-I-B-I-E-N. Nope. Uh, oh, damn it. Yeah. I... I thought there was something special to that after the D-I. For the record, I have no idea how to spell it either. But <laughs> yeah, I had it in front of me, so I did. <laughs> Adam's next driver is Ryan Blaney. Who? Ryan Blaney. You know, that guy right, drives NASCAR. <laughs> what number is he? Ryan Blaney's awesome. good. Ryan Blaney's good. Yeah, Russ is the expert here. <laughs> Russ, oh, Russ is uh, good. Blaney's the one who got hurt in the Daytona 500 crash at the end. Oh, shit. Is he all right? I assume so. He said All right, good. better shape than Ferguson. <laughs> no, he's true. not. No, he's not. Never mind. You're uh, thinking of Hamilton. Newman. Newman won it. Yeah, Newman. Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman. Oh. All right, never mind. Blaney's still a good name. Ryan, yeah. Ryan. Same All right, I got to stop commenting. I don't know as much about NASCAR as I right. claim. Until he texts us, Kyle, during Yeah, Ryan Blaney. Go ahead and snag got Ryan Blaney. I got to pick a name. Oh. Ironically, I just drew not Ryan Newman. Oh, did you? He is the one that crashed. Yep. I have Martin Truex Jr. Truex Jr. All right, last racer. Here you throw, you grab Adam's I, hope, I hope I got Jeff Gordon. Yeah. So do I, because he's retired. Yep. <laughs> you got your you got your boy. Come on. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. Clint I got Boyer. lots of boys. Clint Boyer. Oh. Barstool. Barstool Boyer. Three, one, two, three. It's probably my best pick I've ever had. Okay. Joey Logano. Yeah, that's solid. Last time we did this, I thought I picked a guy that was like part of the pit crew. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> that might have been your Eric Jones, actually. Yeah. Uh, I just got Jimmy Johnson. Oh. Did he retire after the 500? Did he? <laughs> He's on the list. I don't know. 
All right, I'll he, go with it. Hey, he got his eye racing. He got his eye racing in. He he felt the urge. His eye racing was like Jordan's baseball. You want to draw another back. contingent that he's not racing? If I have a retired guy in this, I'm gonna be pissed. Draw another guy. <laughs> Re- retired or retarded? Retired. Draw another <laughs> name. And he's your contingent. If so, if Johnson's retired, yeah. Who do you got? Then I've got Danny Hamlin. Okay. So I'm hoping Johnson's retired. <laughs> I'm gonna Google this real quick. This is where we need Robbie. Robbie. Right. Are we going to be watching this race as, as you two are lifting the trophy this weekend? I don't know. Oh, he's I like lifting right. trophies. All right. Retiring at the end of the year. Okay. So Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson on why NASCAR season delay cemented his decision to retire at the end of the year. Okay. All right. He, take it back. He couldn't get all this stretching in for the races. All right, boys. I think that's the end of the episode. All right. I like it. Until next time. Yep. Good luck this weekend. You made the best driver to be on my side. <laughs>